Dang. Everybody come to the breakfast club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> Yo, wow. Yo, wow. Can I live? You are out of control. I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? most dangerous morning show, DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Ain't for everybody.
Now, last night in Thursday Night Football, the Packers beat the 49ers 34-17. It's football season? Wow, who knew? Uh, well, what else are we talking about, Yeezy? Uh, we are going to talk about Donald Trump. Now he's making a lot of baseless claims. And one of those claims is that there is fraud. He's saying all of this, by the way, with no evidence. If you count the legal votes, I easily win. If you count the illegal votes, they can try to steal the election from us. If you count the votes that came in late, we're looking at them very strongly. I've already decisively won many critical states despite historic election interference from big media, big money, and big tech. As everyone now recognizes, media polling was election interference in the truest sense of that word. Drop on the clues bonds for Donald Trump. Big consistency, baby. Yeah, big no consistency. He's no proof at all. Who, who, someone, he can just what? say things. Yes, he can. He's big consistency. He's Donald Trump. He's been saying things for four years. He's, he's on brand. Yes. All right, Donald Trump's also attacking Detroit and Philly. Detroit and Philadelphia, known as two of the most corrupt political places anywhere in our country, cannot be responsible for engineering the outcome of a presidential race. In Pennsylvania, Democrats have gone to the state Supreme Court to try and ban our election observers. Now, we won the case, uh, but they don't want anybody in there. They don't want anybody watching them as they count the ballots. And I can't imagine why there's absolutely no legitimate reason why. Two of the blackest, most colored, corrupt cities in America. I love Detroit and Philly, by the way. All right. And in addition to that, he has filed a flurry of lawsuits in some of these states, including Georgia and Pennsylvania, trying to halt the vote counting there. Here's where he says the results will end up. It's not a question of who wins, Republican, Democrat. We can't be disgraced by having something like this happen. So it will be hopefully cleared up, maybe soon, I hope soon. But it'll probably go through a process, a legal process. And ultimately, I have a feeling judges are going to have to rule. But there's been a lot of shenanigans, and we can't uh, stand for that in our country. Thank you very shenanigans. much. You know, first of all, I don't think he believes he's lying. Uh, I think he absolutely believes what is coming out of his mouth. But what's sad about everything he's saying is his supporters believe it. Okay, the only thing that's happening in this election right now is called math, all right? People are counting votes, and it's just more votes for Senator Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. It's not rocket science, people. 103 million early votes, absentee ballots, mail-in ballots. It takes a while to count those things. That's all. Do I think America's election process is primitive? Yes, it takes too long, but we'll get there. And Trump might as well just say, if you only count my votes, I will win. Just count my votes. He's going to say that next. That's what he's going to say next. Okay. Just count my votes and I will win. All right. Right. And, yeah, so, and by the way, I just want to say we've hit another high yesterday, hundred and over 120,000 cases of coronavirus in the United States. Before that, we hit high on Wednesday with 100,000. Now we're at over 120,000. Fraudulent. Fraudulent. Yeah, Donald Trump fraudulent. said they're fraudulent. Yeah, right. Okay, Donald Trump said it's all fraudulent. Those aren't real cases. All right. They're all illegal cases. All okay? right. All right. The only, and by the way, the only person making a mockery of the voting process, making a mockery of the election, is President Donald Trump. That's it, because he's a sore loser. All right. That's well, all. That is your front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm calling call, call you. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The <laughs> Breakfast Club. 
Hello, who's this? Right, good morning. Hey, this Keenan Pickford. I'm gonna give a birthday shout out to my mother, Veronica Pickford, on her happy born day. Happy born day to your mother, man, okay, Veronica. Word. Salute to her. Yes, 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 Black Queen. That's right. Who candles she blowing out today? Hey yo, huh? She got a man. This guy's crazy. My dad. Don't okay, do that. your dad. All right, I'm just asking questions. You know, you like you like to spend you like to spend your birthday with your significant other. I want to know who Mama gonna be with. Yeah, no, I'm single, man. I'm single. Okay. <laughs> your daddy not. <laughs> nah, he not. <laughs> All right, man. Happy born day to your mom, bro. Hello, who's this? This is Blind Beauty. Blind Beauty. Hey, Blind Beauty. How you guys doing? Blind Beauty thinks she voted for Biden and Harris. <laughs> you said what? Nothing. Get it off oh. your chest, mama. No, um, I was just calling you guys because I haven't talked to you guys in forever. So, yeah. two things. Shout out to Dramos. Because um, he's, you know, giving people a platform for their music, and he's always like, show love. Envy said, Dramos ain't got no platform, Blind Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> he said that yesterday. You such a hater. I'm You're the same person who went on his platform. I'm mm-hmm. definitely not a hater, Ooh. but go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> no, I thought that, oh, I thought that was Charlemagne. Anyway. Um, but no. There you go. <laughs> definitely shout out to him and you guys. And then also, too, I've been able to work with some people that have been affected by the pandemic. Um, and it just really had me thinking, like, I've had people cuss me out because they haven't gotten their funds and all kinds of stuff. And it just had me thinking, like, nobody owes you anything ever, whether it's music, me getting through on the phone to the breakfast club, nobody owes you anything. And I feel like once people realize that, you know, the decision that they make in life will, I don't know, like nobody owes you nothing. If somebody out there, please let me tell you, nobody owes you nothing. Nothing will That's be right. to you. I agree with you. All right. You know, so, but anyway, love y'all. Love you back. We love you too, Blind Beauty. Get it off Bye. your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? What up, man? It's Knowledge, man. How y'all doing? Knowledge what Bond. What's happening, baby? What movie is that? Hey, what's up with it, man? Hey, right now, black culture, for one time in America, be proud that you're American. We helping, driving, Biden to get into the office. Not the white women. Black America. Detroit, Milwaukee, Philly, Atlanta. My brother, my brother is straight us. My brother has been that way for decades, and that is exactly why black people. That is exactly why black people want something for their vote, and they're demanding something for their vote. That's been like this, brother. Hello, who's this? Why you keep hanging up on people so fast? I didn't do anything. You hung up on them. Hello, who's this? Keith. Your Keith. What up? Get it off your chest. Yo, what's going on? Yo, I just want to talk real quick about the election, uh, because I did vote for uh, Donald Trump. Okay. But, um, we all make mistakes. I believe, I believe, I believe, yeah, it is what it is. But I, I just want to say because I know a lot of people, a lot of these stupid uh, other Trump supporters that are blindly just like, oh, the the, the, the election is rigged. Like, you, you know, if you believe in America first for real, you would not only trust the process, but you won't allow this guy to steal the election. And uh, now, that, that's all I want. See, to I respect you. I respect you not only as an American, uh, but I respect you as a, as, as a Trump supporter because you're not delusional. You know what I mean? Like you understand that this process is fair and square, and it's simple math. He's been losing all night. He's like I've been <laughs> watching him like <laughs> he's, been, he's been losing all night, like all night, and he's and Biden's going to win. It is what it is. 
But uh, another right. thing is that Democrats and Republicans got to understand that uh, we need to stick together. Nobody is nobody's enemy here. And uh, if we're talking about America first, this is the this is the right time to to really uh, stand by that. All right, brother. All right, we're with you. Hey. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, man? This is Jeremy, man. Uh, calling on the road right now, man, but I'm from Duval. Okay. Duval! What's up, brother? Florida, yeah, yeah. Florida failed everybody in the election, though. but I mean, we knew they were going to go, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, Duval did, man. We was blue. <laughs> Nobody believes Okay. Hey, we Duval. How y'all doing this morning? I'm blessed, black, okay, and highly bro. favored. What's happening, King? Same here, man. So, look, what I wanted to talk about, man, was... Uh, Man, a lot of people who are voting for Trump. Now, I, I listen to y'all every day. And the day before yesterday, y'all were talking about how, uh, you know, there's other variables. That's the why right, people vote exactly. for Trump, other than racism exactly. and sexism. Yes. Exactly. Now, one of the reasons that I see a lot of people talking about is because they feel like God told them to vote for Trump. Now, I, you know, I'm not religious, but you know, I read my Bible every day. You know, and I pray to the Most High, pray to Jesus. But I feel like don't throw. Trump and God in the same boat because Trump is so far away from what God represents and from what Jesus represents. You know, not saying Biden is the same because, you know, he didn't get some messed up stuff too. But when you use that narrative, you know, it's a lot of people who would listen to that and take it and say, oh, okay, uh, oh, what about the abortion stuff? You know, the Bible doesn't talk about, I mean, the Bible talks about, uh, you know, abortion. Well, not necessarily abortion, but you know what I mean? But Hey, um, I do I I do believe everything is God's will, though, King. You know what I mean? Even when 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 it's something that you don't want to happen, it's teaching you a lesson. And I think Donald Trump woke America up in in the past four years in a way that we'll never be able to unsee the things we've seen in the last four years. So now we can man. really we can really correct some of the problems that exist in America now instead of acting like they don't exist. That's fact. But would you align Trump's beliefs with what God says? No, That's what I'm getting at. No, but I think I, I think I think the election of That's Donald Trump I'm is God's at. will, though. Yo, yeah, yeah, fact. Everything everything works together for the good of those that love the Lord, according to His purpose. So, yeah, there you That's go. Real. All right, well, that's bro. all I wanted to say, man. I wanted to say I appreciate y'all, man. I love y'all. Hey, I listen to y'all every day, man. Keep doing what y'all doing. And congratulations on getting inducted to the Radio Hall of Fame. Love Thank you, you too, King. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and let's talk about Pastor Carl Lentz. We told you yesterday that he was fired from Hillsong Church. Well, now he has released a statement on what the issue was that was a moral issue. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, we talked about this yesterday. Pastor Carl Lentz was let go from Hillsong. Now, he's the one that was mentoring Justin Bieber. Mm -hmm. And everybody was like, well, how does a pastor get fired, right? Well, apparently he says he was unfaithful in his marriage, and that's what happened. He did a long post. He said, our time at Hillsong has come to an end. This is a hard ending to what has been the most amazing, impacting, and special chapter in our lives. Uh, he goes on to talk about his responsibilities. And he said, when you lead out of an empty place, you make choices that have real and painful consequences. I was unfaithful in my marriage, the most important relationship in my life and held accountable for that. This failure is on me and me alone. And I take full responsibility for my actions. I now begin a journey of rebuilding trust with my wife, Laura, and my children and taking real time to work on and heal my own life and seek out the help that I need. We're dropping the clues bombs with Pastor Carl Lynch. Um, I totally... 
I totally disagree with how Hillsong handled Pastor Carl Lynch, though. You know, what, what is a moral failure? Like, no man is perfect. We all fall short. The flesh is weak. We fall down, but we get up, or whatever the hell Donnie McClurkin said. Putting out press releases saying he got fired. How do you fire a pastor, and why is it in a, in a press release? Like, when you're at church, what happened to redemption? What happened to forgiveness? Handling things in-house. That's yeah. just, it's just lame. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, inf infidelity should be between a husband, a wife, and God. I would tell everyone at Hillsong, including Brian Houston, who we've had up here. That's the brother that came up here and prayed for Takashi 69 mm -hmm. I tell Brian Houston, what do your sins look like? When have you failed morally? Should God fire you? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. But we also don't know if there was more to it than this. But he thanked the pastors. He thanked Brian and Bobby. He said, thank you for allowing us to lead, allowing us to thrive, and giving us room well, to have a voice that you have never stifled or tried to silence. Thank you for your grace and kindness, especially in this season, as you have done so much to protect and love us through this. Well, guess what? If it is more than this, then the church going to look crazy. Because if it's more than this, whatever it is, infidelity, all they, they just chalk it up as a moral failure. You know what I mean? If it's just if it's just a moral I mean, failure. I'm all saying we don't know what happened behind the scenes, if this cheating got messy, if it had Man. something to do with the church. We don't know. But he's not it looks like he's taking full responsibility for yes, everything and But I grew up Jehovah's Witness and this feels like when you get disfellowshipped. I don't like it. Like I think that you're supposed to bring people in, especially when you uh, are, are are a church or a religious organization. But the problem is we just don't know the whole story. Well, they said it's a moral failure. So guess what? If it's worse than a moral failure, the church gonna look crazy for just chalking it up as a moral failure. I don't like it. All right. Now, Reginae Carter wants an apology from people who supported Donald Trump. And that would include her father, I would assume, because she said uh, she posted after hearing this last press conference by Trump. If you supported him in any way, you should give us a public apology like right now. That was embarrassing. Yeah, she's talking to her dad, too. Question. Hmm? She knew she was going to get crazy backlash for that, right? Did she? I didn't see it. I, don't, I didn't even see that post that you said it just now. But did she get crazy backlash for saying that? Did people come on down to her like, oh, but what about your dad? I'm sure they did. Mm. Well, it was on her Instagram story, so we can't see what people said. All we can see is that it was posted on all the blogs. And that's fine, though. I mean, you, you, can, can, you can have a difference yeah. of opinion than your father. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't end well for his fiance, though, I guess. <laughs> All right, now G Herbo is looking to hire somebody and he wants to pay them to be his personal blunt roller. How much do you think that's worth? A personal blunt roller? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. $10, $10 an hour? I don't know. <laughs> Depends on many All right, here's what he had to say. Who willing to make 36000 a year? I'm ready to pay him a hundred a day to roll up. That's all you getting though. That's all I got is a hundred because I'm letting you smoke death and you around. For real, just so y'all know I ain't playing, bro. Like, I love smoking way too much to hate rolling this much. Just um, pay your assistant. <laughs> Teach your assistant how to roll. That's what I would do. I'll buy a joint roller off Amazon. They roll, they roll the cones for you. I mean, if you got it, you got somebody That's to roll 36, the That's $36,000 a year, though. The only problem is this, right? right? Do you have to be on call all the time? Yeah. I think Snoop, that's hard. I think Snoop, has, that's right? what, I think Snoop has a roller. I think Snoop has a roller. They roll them like 10, 20 Because then you can't do your own stuff. Like, you can't get another job. You can't do your own stuff. That's all you'll have. But like, that's your job. But what Envy said is true, though. You, you roll like five or six a day. Probably 10 a day for That's them. all. Mm -hmm. and, and get out the way. Yep. Like and you get just, to smoke for free. Why don't you just buy a joint roller, though? They sell those on Amazon. I don't know. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. I'm Angela Yee. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about? We're going to keep on giving you these updates until who is going to be the next president is announced. All right. We'll get into that next. And don't forget, Buster Rhymes will be joining us next hour, too. So it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same.
What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy here. From my experience at an historically black college and university, I know that homecoming is a big deal. With the cancel this year, we decided to bring the celebration to you with HBCU Homecoming Party on the Yard. Presented by McDonald's, hosted by me. McDonald's Black and Positively Golden Movement is about empowering the next generation of black leaders through initiatives like our HBCU programs that are positively shaping communities. Watch our HBCU Homecoming Party on the Yard. Presented by McDonald's on Thursday, November 12th. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, in Thursday night football, the Packers beat the San Francisco 49ers 34-17. Now, what else we got, Easy? Well, as you know, if you're watching what's happening with the election, Biden has taken the lead in Georgia, which is traditionally Republican, and he's also gaining on Donald Trump in Pennsylvania. You know, those mail-in votes are what's really giving him the edge right now. As Joe Biden was encouraging people to vote by mail, Donald Trump was encouraging people not to vote by mail. So that's why people are wondering how this is happening. Well, they're counting those mail-in ballots, and Joe Biden was the one that was really getting people to vote by mail. Now, Donald Trump has also been making all these election fraud claims with no evidence. These are unfounded claims. Here's what he said. If you count the legal votes, I easily win. If you count the illegal votes, they can try to steal the election from us. If you count the votes that came in late, (laughs) we're looking at them very strongly. I've already decisively won many critical states despite historic election interference from big media, big money, and big tech. As everyone now recognizes, media polling was election interference in the truest sense of that word. Trump might as well say, if you only count my votes, I will win. Just count my votes. Don't count Biden Harris votes. Just my votes and I will win. So he was uh, yelling for people to stop the count, but then when his advisors uh, told him, well, then you'll definitely lose, then he started, he switched to stop the fraud. So. Yeah, you don't realize how uh, silly things sound until a 12-year-old asks you. Like, my daughter was like, but if, if he stops the count, won't he lose? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Why would he want the count to stop? And, you know, I think it's offensive also because state by state, that's how they decide how they, they count their ballots. And so I think people are also offended because you want in your state every person's vote to be able to count. You want your process to be respected. And he's not respecting the process from uh, these local leaders. And it looks ridiculous when you telling them to stop the count in states that you're losing. But keep counting in states that you, you know, still have a chance of winning. It sounds so dumb. It just sounds silly. So is is it fraud? And there was this whole Sharpie situation. (laughs) Sharpie gate, they're calling it. My goodness. (sighs) All right. Now, Donald Trump also is saying that this is going to end up in Supreme Court. It's not a question of who wins, Republican, Democrat. We can't be disgraced by having something like this happen. So it will be hopefully cleared up, maybe soon, I hope soon. But it'll probably go through a process, a legal process. And ultimately, I have a feeling judges are going to have to rule. But there's been a lot of shenanigans, and we can't uh, stand for that in our country. Thank you very much. There are no shenanigans. There are no fraud. The only thing that's happening is an election. Okay, it's called math. People are counting votes. 103 million early votes, absentee ballots, mail-in ballots. It just takes a while to count those things. Simple as that, people. Okay? Now, if you're in Georgia, you can also check the status of your absentee ballot. If you voted there, just check that. And if it was rejected, you have until 5 p.m. 
to fix it, 5 p.m. today, and make sure that your vote counts. And salute to Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams was on Breakfast Club Monday, and, you know, I, I asked her, you know, when did when did Georgia become a battle, battleground state? And you really got to salute her and all the beautiful black people in GA on the ground who have changed the culture of voting in, in, in Georgia. Stacey Abrams and her, mm-hmm. and her folks made Georgia a battleground state, and she deserves all her flowers. Drop on the clues, boss, Stacey Abrams. Dan. Absolutely. Yes, I was watching the news and they were saying Stacey Abrams is really the reason that Georgia has become this battleground state. She's been saying that it should be considered that it doesn't have to be Republican. And she was absolutely right. After she ran for governor, she definitely, uh, I think, inspired a lot of people to want to make sure they are involved in the process. And she's been super vocal. She needs to be celebrated. She mm-hmm. deserves all the flowers. Give her Popeye's chicken sandwich gift cards. Stop it. The reason I'm saying that because when she was on the Breakfast Club one time, she her mouth was watering when she was talking about that Popeye's chicken sandwich. Y'all don't remember that? I do. Exactly. She liked that Popeye's <laughs> okay. chicken sandwich. Drop on the clues, Monster Stacey Abrams again, guys. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, thank you, Missy. And now when we come back, Buster Rhymes, the OG, the legend, will be joining us. Extinction Level Event Part 2 is out right now. By the way, I hate talking to Buster Rhymes over Zoom. We got to have this. We got to do this conversation. Yeah, we got to do this yeah, in, in person. It's, it's Extinction in Level. studio. I don't think it's extin- Extinction Level Event. It's just Extinction Level. I thought it was Extinction Level Event. Is it Event? It is yes, event. ELE. Event. Okay. Well, he will be talking to him and we'll be playing some joints too. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line. Yes, indeed. First time he's been on the Breakfast Club, which is crazy. Buster Rhymes. <laughs> oh, man. Thank, thank y'all. Good morning. Rise and grind. And, and, and you know, it's. It's a super honor and a pleasure to finally be on the Breakfast Club in the morning, man. Yeah, we you know, try to we, do this we, in person, but uh, we saw you in the club or the album release party. I was like, nah, Buster been around too many people. <laughs> 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 we tried to do this one in person, but uh, because of COVID and all the restrictions we got up here, we couldn't do it in person. So we uh, got to do it on the Zoom, man. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. When I got the word that we was gonna go in that, what's the the the, the big movie theater thing? Yeah, the that- iHeartRadio theater here downstairs. I ain't gonna lie, I was excited as hell to experience that. Son. Yeah, right. it would have been a lot of fun. Read about it, but I've never been down there. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Extinction Level Event Two. That's the project that's out right now. Eleven years in the making. This album seems more like a reminder to who and what black black people are. Why, why do you feel like this was the divine moment to release that? Actually, Charlemagne, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I. I wanted to release the album way before now. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think any anybody, especially as an artist with the passion that I have, I don't think what we love to do. I, I just didn't have circumstantially a lot of things was playing out in a way that just wasn't aligned. The stars just wasn't aligning for me to put it out mm-hmm. with, with what I felt the album deserved and what I felt how the album should be treated. Like this is probably the first time that I ever literally put all of myself, mind, body, and spirit, money, time, patience, every dream, every thought, every emotion, every idea, the years of, of, of trying to find the comfort to actually share vulnerability for the first time in a way that I never have. And I just felt like, you know, I was, I was exploring options with these record companies that wasn't showing me that they really deserved to have this body of work. Mm-hmm. Just showing me the enthusiasm and the excitement and and just the, the the willingness to support this in the way that you're seeing happening now with 
the phenomenal rollout and the campaigning and, you know, just just all of the, the, the presence that the record is having offline and online in this way. Nobody showed me that until I got into business with Empire. And that took time. I ain't going to front. Um, a long time. A, a long time, bro. Mm-hmm. And, and you know something? In the process, man, I learned a lot because patience ended up becoming my one of my greatest weapons. You know what I'm saying? I learned how to be patient in a lot of situations while being forced to be patient in this situation all the way down to how I dealt with my kids. You know what I'm saying? So it was good for me. It was good for me personally, and it was good for me creatively, and it was good for me professionally. And it ended up working out in a way that superseded my like my every level of expectation for me personally. Like when you I, the Queen Angela Lee said, how you doing? And I said, I'm feeling like I'm literally floating on a whole nother plane of energy. I mean that literally to the last syllable of this of the saying, because it's 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 been a lot of hard work, but Damn, I ain't never really felt the album from Buster Rhymes. I've had a, a bunch of classic moments and milestone moments throughout my, my, my tremendously blessed career, but I've never had an album receive this kind of overwhelming love and support from everybody, from the, the fans, the extended family, the, 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 the my peers, you know, other artists and athletes and just... Even all of y'all, like, you know how y'all let me take the whole station over for the weekend? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like it's just been beautiful, man. And I'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm a real happy and proud of this moment, dude, in, a, in an indescribable way. But again, from a divine perspective, it do feel divine, Charlamagne. Mm-hmm. It, it feels divine in the sense of it's so on time, even though it took so long to get to this point and it wasn't planned to take this long. It feels so perfect timing wise feeling wise the energy obviously the content and the, 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 the perfect balance of science and heat you know we come from the era of the gods mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying you too envy you know about that when gods had a significant presence you know we was raised in that time where knowledge itself was important being smart was cool you know the zulu nation was running around so i'm, I'm from that era I, I always feel a duty and an obligation to to give people a, a good balance and, and, and a good, you know, a good balance of science and heat. And some of those moments are on this project. The, the record master, master Fall Muhammad, right? Powerful yes. record. I'm, I'm sure mad people Googling uh, Master Fall Muhammad now because of that record. But why Ross? Okay. Why Ross for that? The reason why I pick Ross for that is because Ross and a lot of us have been directly influenced by Master Fard, whether we realize it or not. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Master Fard was a man that he, he came here from from the Middle East and, you know, he came to Detroit a little bit before the 1930s and he gave the knowledge itself to Elijah Muhammad. But in the process, his, his, what, what makes him incredible in the sense of why we named the song Master Fard Muhammad, you know, we all obviously like to dress up. You know what I'm saying? We all like to look good, even when we're dressing down. Mm-hmm. Like to look good, right? That great pride and and that great uh, part of excellence in black people in one of the in, in, in when wanting to present ourselves a certain way, but from the black excellence perspective, that whole mentality, Master Fard had a, a significant role in, in in instilling that in black man at the time when it was important. So. 
he was going door to door, giving knowledge itself to common man, black people. But in the process, the way he gave that knowledge itself, he was selling silks to attract the attention of the common man in order to give them the science and give them the information, yeah, right? Yeah, dope, dope. So, so in the process of dealing with them with the silks, you know, you, you're going through looking at the silk materials and the different colors and, you know, he giving you all of these options to keep your time occupied while he's giving you jewels. Also, while he's helping you realize the significance of how you present yourself as a civilized person. So now he transformed these people into people with knowledge of self and the nation of Islam. And that's why you see, you know, the nation of Islam dress code is with the bow ties and the suits and, and looking great. So, you know, that influence spread to our culture without us realizing, you know, we we like to dress up. Mm-hmm. So that's why Ross say, Master Muhammad sold silks going door to door, giving knowledge to the brothers that are wanted more. We a nation of brothers, such a wonderful force. Go straight to the Quran if you wanted the source. So it's like Ross, a perspective and, and information like that coming from Ross, who's actually not 5% and he's not Muslim, is important mm-hmm. to me because now it's coming from somebody who is not a man of Islam, but it's also a black man who bear witness to the truth and his reach and his ability to also show black man that ain't necessarily 5% on Nation of Islam. It's okay to research this information and be proud of it, even if you're not a member of the Nation of the Gods and Earths or the Nation of Islam. So that's why it was strategically done in that way. All right, we got more with Busta Rhymes when we come back. Matter of fact, let's get into a joint that I don't even know why I didn't make the album. This is Busta Rhymes and Drake. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was the Drake and Busta record. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. So, Bust, what, what have happened to that record? What did y'all do with it? The, the you and Drake record. Let that, me explain. that was a hard record. Let me explain I that. I started playing that record. I, I couldn't understand why DJs wouldn't play that record. That record was a, was a tough record. And you, you Thank go off you, Envy. Thank you. I'm going to be honest with you, though. The record was never made with the intention of it being a Busta Rhyme song. What ended up happening when 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 Diddy, what originally happened, Diddy was working on the Dirty Money album, right? Mm-hmm. The girls from Danny D. Kane, I forget mm-hmm. the, the queen's names. Don, 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 I forgot the other sister name. No, Don and another sister. Right, so those, those two queens, they was working with Diddy on that album, and that album went to time. Diddy was looking for, for verses and songs for that album. So I was in a session at... Um, and I forget what Diddy was recording it, but I played him a few beats from Jay Dilla because I got this unbelievable batch of Jay Dilla beats that he left me with before he passed and went back to the essence. But in any event, I'm real selective with who I give it to. I think the only person that I've given any of my Dilla beats to was Raekwon, the chef for Only Built for Cuban Links Park. Wow. And he blessed me with the opportunity to execute that project. And Dilla been gone since like, you know, like 03, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I, I, I haven't really spread out his music because I, I want to make sure I'm putting his music in hands of worthy candidates that's going to rep his music right, keep his legacy alive. Diddy was in a dope space creatively that was different from any of like the super mainstream records that Diddy is known for making and the club records. So he was in a, another space creatively 
the dealer joints fit what he was trying to do sonically. So I gave him these about three, four beats. He ended up giving Drake, he put, he took two of the dealer beats and turned them into one song, right? Could you hear how it starts with one beat and then when it's time to rhyme, when Drake comes in, it goes into another beat. Those yeah. were two different dealer beats and Diddy put them together for one song. Diddy gave it to Drake for Drake to write verses for the song. The song didn't get finished. Diddy played it for me and I told him to give it to me. Let me finish it for you so that he could use this song and I could be a part of this project. And that's how we've been vibing over the years. It's like, I pop up on Diddy, he play me some shit. If they feel like he got something where I can get in where I fit in, I'm gonna jump in a double Dutch roll. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This was one of those moments to me. Flavoring Your Air was another one of those moments to me. There's a victory, like I'll come to the studio and there'll just, there'll be a blank that needs filled, filling. And I'll just, I'll be like, I got something for that. and. It'll happen. So That's I'd insane, because it feels like those two records were tailor-made for you. Yeah, Victory. Continue. Yeah, Victory and Flavin' Yeah, Flavin' Yeah remix. Both, yeah, both of those. Yeah, I I, I wasn't like... Um, um, I, th I think I got the call for Victory. Did he, did he need the hook for Victory? I heard about Flavin' Your Air happening. And when I called Diddy to get on it, he was like, of course. But then I was like, at the time, I was trying to break Rampage, so... I was like, yo, I got Rampage, my new artist. And he was like, all right, if I put him on, what I was going to pay you, you got to renege on that fee. <laughs> Man, to get on. You know Diddy with his hustling ass. Absolutely. <laughs> Happy birthday to Diddy anyway. With <laughs> <ass>. <laughs> but Diddy, Diddy did me like that, and I, took the, I made the sacrifice for Rampage to get the look. Obviously, you know, it was the, the one of the most incredible opportunities for at the time for Rampage to be in such good company as a new artist and it was worth it you know what I'm saying but that's just sacrifice I'm willing to make to get my brothers in position and secure wins for them and um those blessings come back 10 times full and and it did you know Rampage was able to get a career launch out of that and you know the, the hits came after that wow for the night and all yeah. of the bangers from Rampage so he got a nice alley-oop to, to run with and he he ran with it but again, back to the Drake joint with Diddy, you know, when I got the record, I put a verse on it and was trying to get it to Diddy. And then he ended up not doing nothing with the song. This is all the way back when he was working on that Dirty Money album. You okay. think how many years ago that was? Right. Long time ago. So this song is just sitting in the hard drive doing nothing. And then it, it leaked somehow. Like I, I really didn't even remember the song was sitting in the hard drive. I'm super overprotective of my record. So I don't usually have leak issues. You know what I'm saying? Um, I record on my own hard drives. I leave with my studio, with my hard drives. I come to the studio with my hard drives. I'm not saving nothing or backing up nothing on no studio's hard drive. Envy know me well enough to know that's how I don't, I'm super overprotective with my work. And especially if you're using other people's beats, you ain't paid them for their beats yet. Mm. Like, I have no problem with nobody. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'll I, I try to wait until the business handle. I also try to wait until we know that when we're ready to come with the joint, the record going to get supported properly. All of the ducks is lined up. But overall, that's what happened. So when the record leaked, even though you played it Envy, you see there wasn't no support behind the record. It was just floating around. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, it would have been dope if it would have been something that we actually did together. But for me, I also want to make records. If I make a record with somebody... I don't want it to be some piece together, unofficial. We ain't even have a conversation mm -hmm. about 
doing a record because me and Drake didn't actually have a conversation about doing a record. The story to- was Drake didn't clear it. That was the story that Drake didn't want to clear. He didn't want it out. That that was the yeah. story that was 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 heard. Yeah, that, but but that's because you know at the time when Swiss was getting into that on his live, he misinterpreted why the song wasn't coming out, and I was trying to straighten that out while we was in in the middle of that. You know what I'm saying? With giving him the clarity, you know, but um, the narrative that he put out there at the time, you know, misled, you know, what the actual situation was. But, you know, fortunately, even that got resolved respectfully and, and you know, the, the, the energy is in a better place with that too. But, Good. you know, I, I just, we, we was raised with a certain code of ethics. I want to respect everybody when it comes to this music thing. If we actually didn't have a conversation about collabing, I'm not trying to put together no concoction that everybody ain't endorsing or co-signing. And that's the way we was raised. We ain't going to be out here using nobody's brand to get no buzz, and I wouldn't want that done to me. So I respected it. And until the moment presents itself, you know, uh, we'll see how long it's going to take for a collab like that to happen, if it does. All right, when we come back, we got more with Busta Rhymes. Let's get into a Busta Rhymes mini-mix. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was a Busta Rhymes mini-mix. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Busta Rhymes is still here. Charlamagne? So how'd you get the ODB feature on Slow Flow? The ODB feature was a different thing. ODB is my friend. That's my brother. That's the god, one of the most swiftest gods when it comes to knowledge itself. And... He was always a high scientist. You know that saying, a wise man could act and play the role of, of a, a fool, but a fool can't play the role of a wise man. Can't. There you go. That was a sign unique. As much as he was acting crazy out there, he's one of the most swift. He, he was almost like a like like a he was like the gods that was on a PhD level with the with the science. I, I used to watch a son control these building sessions with the gods that was so out of control that it actually used to make gods afraid to want to partake in these building sessions. And, you know, that was the older way of doing things. You know, that, that's not the real correct way to handle your ALX because then you, you you run gods from the nation when you make them afraid to want to be amongst you. But that's how powerful Old Dirty was. And, you know, that, that resonated with me from back in leaders of the new school days. He, he, he was very powerful and swift with the science back in the 90s, early 90s, 1991, we talking about. This is when RZA was Prince Rakim and Jizz mm-hmm. genius. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So just having such a long brotherhood and respect with the, with them them gods, it just it just led into us doing things together in the studio. We ended up both being on a lecture together. He released Return to 36 Chambers before I put out the comment. You know what I'm saying? So... You know, we used to go to like BRE convention in New Orleans together. Y'all remember all that? You know so we was doing all of that together, doing electric showcases at these conventions together. So we just got had opportunity to go in the studio and do things. Um, I called RZA one day and um, I pulled up on RZA at his house in LA and um, I asked him for the original session because I had an acapella of Brooklyn Zoo. And I had got it from Rick Posada, who was our A&R at the time at Electra. And big up to Rick Posada. Um, I had the acapella, so I was able to hear these outtakes from the God that nobody ever heard. So 
And in Brooklyn Zoo, I, I, I think we can all agree that was one of the most incredible, unconventional hip hop records. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The, because the guy didn't have no hook on there until the end. You know, he just blacked out for a whole verse and just put a hook at the end of the song. And this was his first single. I was mine. That was mine. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, we all trying to worry about hook, verse, hook, verse, hook. Doing song structures for radio, he go in the studio, he pops at the top like he about to beat somebody's ass. He black out for a whole verse, put the hook at the end of the song. <laughs> so I'm done. I said, this got to be the most, this some courageous shit, number one. And number two, it was inspiring. Loved the song so much. I asked Ricky Posada to give me the acapella because we was recording at the studio together in Long Island called the Music Palace. And Old Dirty was out there as the only other artist from the city, Brooklyn in particularly, that knew about the Music Palace. I didn't think anybody knew about the Music Palace. It's one of the last dope analog studios with the two-inch tape reel machines and all of that in the studio to this day. So back at that time, they used to have Old Dirty record out there to keep him away from the, 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 the mobs of homies you used to have coming in the studio to just distract the process. So Rick Posada used to bring him all the way out there to get the work done, to minimize the, the confusion and the distraction. And I used to record this, so I used to see and hear things that he was doing in the studio that the world never heard. So I asked Rick Posada, bless me with the acapella. Acapella just had music bleeding in on the track because his headphones was too loud, so I didn't want to use that. I called RZA, went to the house in L.A., he gave me the original session to Brooklyn Zoo. So when you hear him sing at the top of the song, yes, you won't, and I love you. And he goes, no, man, I want to do my new rhymes, shit, man. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know them shits. You know, this is, this, <laughs> <laughs> yo, this is just the God in the studio bugging out to himself before the beat come on that the world never heard. And I just was like, damn, you know, we, we not only do I miss him, it just felt good to hear him in his free spirit space not giving a fuck about shit. He just vibing to himself. And I know a lot of a lot of hip hop fans and, and old dirty bastard supporters miss him. And I just feel like, you know, we always hear about Big and Pac and Pun when we celebrating the anniversaries of their passion or their birthday. But we don't really acknowledge a son enough. And I just felt like this was my way of reminding people that he was one of our greats and, you know, we need to salute him and it just would feel good to hear him one more time on some hard shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This was my way of creating that moment for the God. Did you um, help him with his album on the lecture also? No, I didn't help him at all. Because I remember they asked you to. At that yeah, they, they, well, they asked me to come in and just 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 try to get find a moment that I could sh share with him because our energy was so similar that, you know, they, Rick Posada was looking for a moment for us to be able to have a monster collab with the combustion of energy that we both got individually, but how crazy and explosive it would be with us together. But we, we didn't get to create that moment for his project, but we did get to create that moment for the Wuha remix. Wuha remix, yeah. You know, me and Asan got to have our moment that goes down forever in history as a as a groundbreaking moment. And you know, I love the God and I miss the God and I'm a, I'm gonna always try to keep his legacy alive. Now, Bus, this is why we changed the interview so many times, because 
We can't just have this, a 30-minute Buster Rhyme interview. It's disrespectful. Like, I don't even like doing this over be. Zoom. It's disrespectful. Like, like, I'm like, we, like, we don't never want to be disrespectful, but when they say a time limit or Bust got something to do, we always are like, we can't just have Buster for 30 minutes. He's not your regular artist. He's never been here. Like, there's so much we have to dive into. It. And now, we, I know we got to rap, but I hate it. That's why we were it's like, gotta no, we like got to be like a special. It's got to be like the Buster Rhymes Breakfast Club special. When can Bust come in studio? That's what we, when, when, when can he come in the studio? I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I'm so in campaign mode that if y'all said we wanted to do this tomorrow, I could come in the studio tomorrow. We, we got we we, we to do it out. next week for real. Yeah, we, we got to figure something out for next week where we could really do Because the last thing, we, I want to just talk about the verses. Nobody wants to f with you in verses, huh? You can't find <laughs> no contender. I heard, I heard at first, I, I heard a rumor that it was going to be you and Missy and y'all were going to do records and videos. So I was excited. And then yeah, I was excited for that too. I'm not even going to front. I was excited for that. I was excited for that because Missy is really like one of my best friends in the music game. I love her. Right. I love her a lot. She's inspired me. I've inspired her. We're like twins, brother and sister twins. And everything from the music to the videos to the crazy ass outfits. We was going to bring all of that shit out. That would have been crazy. It didn't get to happen. Um, I want all the smoke. I gracefully sit in the smoking section. <laughs> but, yo, if we could do this next week, let me tell you something. We have to. Man, I got too many questions, and I got questions. I got, I got Like, one of my favorite hip-hop records of all time is Why We Die. So I just want yeah. you... I, I want to know why that was never a single. I want to know about that whole collaboration, but... Let's say, He's got a live hit right yeah, now, yeah, so we got to let him handle Let's set this business. up for next week. If we can, I'll, I'll get on with Dan and Shadow, and uh, we'll go from there. Yo, listen. Next week. Always a pleasure, Charlemagne. Peace, God. Envy, peace, God. Angela Yee, peace, Queen. Love y'all and thank y'all for the great energy this morning. Peace, Lord. Iba. Hey, Extinction Level Event Two: The Wrath of God available and streaming everywhere. Also, Extinction Level Event Two: The Wrath of God Reloaded with four new bangers on there is also available and streaming everywhere. Y'all, please enjoy the experience. Thank y'all so much for the love. Love us. All right, peace, y'all. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. All right, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk NBA Young Boy. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, congratulations are in order for NBA Young Boy and Yaya Mayweather. They are having a baby. They're having a boy because they had an all blue baby shower. So. Yes, congratulations. Okay, nice. <laughs> Congrats. Them. Congrats, young man. I know Floyd already said that his daughter was um, pregnant and having a baby and that he was happy for her if she's happy. So there you have it. Now, here's another baby that a uh, young boy had, and that's with Nicki Minaj. It's just a new song, guys. And the song is called What That Speed About. Listen to a little snip from that. Can't keep buying all the bottles that you can't do. Supposed to be signing, but she noticed that my chain do. Late night face, I won't see what that mouth do. Yeah, bounce that Throw that bag, I'm a bad low Got every ex mad and they big bitter. Diamonds on the chain, blinging off my teeth. I hit his phone, he gon' curve like a pitch. Worth me, be good, so we been hooked. If he got seen out with me, it's a big look. Now, be patient with your Uncle Charlotte. You know I'm a grown man. What does what that speed about uh, mean? <laughs> is, is it the drug? Uh, it's like the meth? 
speed? What, what's, what's that speed about? You know what I'm saying? I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm an OG. I don't understand that young man slang. What's that? Nobody in the room know? I don't yeah, I don't want to Can't speculate vote. on anything. <laughs> that is, <laughs> it's about Vegas, about Nevada. Uh, Mike Will made it. Is that's his song though, and that features Nicki Minaj and Young Boy. Okay. All right, now another song out that people are really loving. This is a two chain song featuring Mulatto. Look at these women all over the place doing it. I love it. It's a great time for women rappers. And here is a part of Quarantine Thick. Lotto ain't going for none of that. No pennies on with that sundry. Put the rock with that tongue in. Ain't love that. Big burger back. Me and my get. Stop calling my phone. That's where you're at. Son of no similar. Thanks seeing me cataract. Gotta get the back end before I walk in in the black truck counteract. She been quarantined and let's shout it thick. She been quarantined and let's shout it thick. She been quarantined and let's shout it hips wide Right hand on the Draco like a bottle. Hey. Shake, 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 shake it fast. Shake it fast. Drop on the clues, bonds for two chains. You know what I'm saying? OG, 40 plus years old, making music that I can understand without having to ask nobody. I know exactly. And for Mulatto, man, Mulatto is out here killing it right now. She is putting in that work right now. Big Shout out Mulatto. to Mulatto. Salute to Mulatto. I just know exactly what that song is about. I don't gotta ask no questions, okay? I, I done got a <laughs> little right, quarantine that- thing. <laughs> The go. NBA Players Association has approved the start for the 2020 to 2021 season. So you guys should be excited about that. That is going to be starting on December 22nd, and they're playing 72 games. Okay. Is, so, is everybody playing those? All the players playing? Because a lot of people, players said they would need some time to rest, heal their bodies. They're going to have months. They're gonna have to, they're, they'll have the same amount of time, I believe, right? Cause usually well, now they have know. time to yeah. finalize health and safety protocols. You know, I think they had success. Uh, playing in that bubble, so they learned a lot from that. Because the season usually and ends. They're early ready to June. move forward, right? It, it usually ends early June, and they start back in like October. So yeah, about the same. So now it ended in where? In September, October? No. When the season end? When did the season end? It starts end? December twenty second. I don't remember. When like did the season ago. end? Like three weeks no, ago. No, it was a little longer than that, right? I mean, end of September. Mm-hmm. I don't remember to be honest. <laughs> they don't come back to the end All of right. December, so they're mm-hmm. good. Now, the NFL has fined the Las Vegas Raiders $500,000 and their head coach, John Gruden, $150,000. That's because they violated COVID-19 protocols. And, yeah, they apparently it's that high because they are repeat offenders. So they had warned them that they would be fined very heavily and it would be higher than what they fined the Tennessee Titans. The reason they were punished so severely because uh, Gruden was, fired, was fined $100,000 for failing to wear a face covering during a game properly against the New Orleans Saints back in September. And in early October, 10 Raiders players were fined by the league. They actually attended a fundraiser event for charity and did not wear face coverings to that event. Negro, please. You watch the NFL, you don't even think COVID exists, all right? (laughs) Other than than a limited amount of fans being in the stands. And a bunch of players. A bunch of players out every week. Mad people be on the sidelines. They traveling. lineman Trent Brown actually contracted the virus later that month, and he was placed on the COVID-19 list on the reserve list. So they said he didn't always wear his tracking device because they have to wear these tracking devices. And that uh, contract tracing tracing helps when a a player tests positive. That's how they know. Okay. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Missy. Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to? You know, uh, it's Friday. You know, it's a beautiful Friday. I would love for Paula White Kane to come to the the front of the congregation. She is an evangelist. Okay. And this is this is just very interesting. We we we're gonna talk about God for after that. All right, we'll get to that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same.
When a train hits a vehicle at a railway crossing, the results are often deadly. Be cautious at crossings, and if the signals are going, don't be tempted to try and sneak across the tracks, even if you don't see a train. Stop. Trains can't. Brought to you by NHTSA. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey. donkey, 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 donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit it with the heel. Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. At the breakfast club, bitches. You're a donkey. Donkey of the day for Friday, November 6th, goes to mega church pastor and televangelist Paula White Kane. Never in the history of life has a last name been more appropriate for a human. See, the mayonnaise is heavy on this pale skin sandwich. Okay, I mean, Paula White Kane is a human jar of Hellman's in the flesh. I'm talking the thickest of cold sauces. I mean, you can't get more of a mix of oil, egg yolk, and an acid, either vinegar or lemon juice. Why, Charlemagne? Why do you refer to some white people as mayonnaise-flavored mammals? Talk to me. Well, it's just simply because too much mayonnaise ruins every dish. You need just enough for tuna, just enough for potato salad. Even if you want to put it on a sandwich, just put a little bit. One little light layer, okay? Keep it simple. Too much mayonnaise in anything ruins the dish. And so is the same with whiteness. Listen, white people, my name is Charlemagne the God, Lenar McKelvey. I'm going to tell you things that nobody else will tell you, okay? I am your people. Everyone knows when you add too much whiteness to something, it ruins it. Okay, that's why everybody wants diversity, because if you allow too many white people to come together and make decisions for the whole of us, there will be a lot of people left with a bad taste in their mouth, a.k.a. too much goddamn mayonnaise. Too much goddamn mayonnaise! So it's not lost on me. That Paula's name is Paula White Cain. Cain, the firstborn son of Adam and Eve, who killed his brother Abel because he was jealous that God liked Abel's offering more than his own. Paula White Cain, your name just spells out trouble. White Cain, like cocaine. What do we call white cocaine? That white girl. Do we have to play a game of guess what race it is to tell you what Paula White Cain is? Or have you figured it out already? Okay, now let's proceed. Paula White Cain delivered a prayer service on Wednesday night which was screamed on Facebook Live. And what was her prayer about? It was an effort to secure one-term impeached president, the celebrity-in-chief, Donald J. Trump's re-election. You can't make this kind of stuff up. God is the best Noah and planner and apparently comedy scriptwriter. Would you like to hear Paula White Kane calling on the African ancestors to deliver Donald Trump a second term in the White House? Let's go. Angels are being dispatched right now. Hamanda ata ata raka teda baka sanda ata ambo osa kata rite eke banda ata rike didi ashata. The angels have even been dispatched from Africa right now. Africa right now. Africa right now. From Africa right now. They're coming here in the name of Jesus from South America. They're coming here. Angelic reinforcement. Angelic reinforcement. Angelic reinforcement. Mm. I feel the need to remind y'all right now that Satan has a kingdom, too. I also feel the need to remind y'all that I don't like to waste God's time. I pray for the basics of good physical and mental health, divine protection of myself and those I love, and constant discernment. That's all I want, okay? Everything else I can handle, and even when things aren't going my way, I look for the lesson in what God is attempting to show me, okay? Not Paula White King. She thinks she can go caring on God. Okay, she thinks going caring on God is going to get Trump in the White House. God is not the police, Paula. He's, they, God don't have to listen to you. Now, this, now listen, wait a minute, one second. Is there more to the prayer? No, wait, is, is, is there more to the actual prayer? Not the prayer with the sauce on it. Is there just more to the actual prayer? Oh, is that it? 
Yep, there's no one. There's more. Strike and strike and okay. strike and strike until you have victory. For every enemy that is aligned against you, let there be that we would strike the ground, for you will give us victory, God. I hear a sound of abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of shouting and singing. I hear a sound of victory. The Lord says mm. it is done. Now, I'm telling you right now, God, Jesus, the Holy Ghost, and Beyonce, all sent that prayer to their spam folders, okay? There is a virus attached to that prayer, and the virus is called Mayo 19. No math can prevent the transmission of it, and it's literally killed millions. There's only one way to keep Mayo 19 from infecting us all, and that's by adding that sauce. See, it's a sauce that black people have that makes everything better. Listen to what happens when we add some sauce to Paula White's tongue. Just listen. <laughs> See, that, that, that's that sauce. <laughs> Dropping the clues bombs for that black people's sauce. Okay, see, it's a sauce that black people have that makes the canes of the world envy those of us who are able. Do you hear me? I said the canes of the world are jealous and envy those of us who are able to do the things they are not. So much so, they would rather kill their black brothers and sisters by praying to reelect someone who is a direct threat to our very lives. Now, Paula Kane White understands the sauce. Okay, don't think she doesn't, because Miss Billy Graham Cracker called on the ancestors from Africa to help Trump. She called on the spirits of, from Africa and South America to help. But what she doesn't understand is the spirits have already intervened. See, there is a message, and, and there's signs all around us, okay? Senator Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, that's how I word it, because I voted for Senator Harris, not Joe Biden. But Senator Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, it looks like they're going to flip Georgia. You know why? Because there's a spirit who was buried in Atlanta, who called Atlanta home, who was already causing good trouble up in heaven. And he has reminded us of the power of the vote, even from the grave. Listen to your ancestor. Mine, dear friends, your vote is precious, almost sacred. It is the most powerful nonviolent tool we have to create a more perfect union. Mm. Not too long ago, people stood in unmovable lines. Mm. They had to pass a so-called literacy test, pay a poll tax. On one occasion, a man was asked to count the number of bubbles in a bar of soap. On another occasion, one was asked to count the jelly beans in a jar, all to keep them from casting their ballot. Today, it is unbelievable that there are Republican officials are trying to stop some people from voting. Listen, listen. Drop on the clues bombs with uh, John Lewis. You made your ancestors proud. Everybody who went out there and voted in massive numbers. And listen, it doesn't stop there. See, Senator Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, looks like they're going to flip Arizona too, the adopted home of an American patriot, a man who you said, who you said is not a war hero. You said he's not a war hero because he was captured. You said, I like people who weren't captured. Well, that man has a message to you and all your followers. If you don't think this is God talking to you right now, Paula Kane White and President Donald Trump, then you don't know God. Listen! The American people did their civic duty and chose a new president. I congratulate the president-elect. And I will do all in my power to help him lead us through the many challenges confronting our nation. And I know there are many Americans who were disappointed on election night. The better America is one in which we never forget that whatever our differences, we're all Americans. And we must respect our common citizenship by treating each other with respect. 
That's why I've been so disturbed by reports of increased acts of intimidation, harassment, mm. and even violence directed at minority, racial, and religious groups in the aftermath of this election. Sound like he's speaking from the grave. Look here, Miss Bishop T.D. Snowflake, and I want you to remember this. When God decides to bless you, God will cause situations to come together in your favor no matter what others try to do. God and voters have already blessed this year's election. Things have clearly come together in the favor of the Harris-Biden ticket, and there's nothing Miss Jimmy Swagless can do about it. Please let Chelsea Handler give Paula Kane White the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw! Hee-haw! That is way too much Dan mayonnaise. A Paula White Kane? Paula Kane White? Paula White Kane? Something. It's just all to say. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you for that dog here today. Yes, ma'am. All right. Now, when we come back, Miss Valletta Wallace will be joining us. Yes, also, indeed. Uh, Big's manager, Wayne Barrow. Because the notorious B.I.G. Christopher Wallace is getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame tomorrow. All right, so we'll talk to them when we come back. I just The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Back, back, back. You're checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests joining us this morning. We have Miss Valletta Wallace. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And we also have our good friend Wayne sitting in the background. Uh, uh, Wayne said he was about to leave, but he ain't going nowhere. Wayne Barrow, <laughs> he ain't going nowhere. What's up, brother? I'm blessed. I'm blessed and being blessed. Yeah, man. It's a very special thing happening this weekend. Um, the 2020 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions and the late, great Christopher Wallace, the notorious B.I.G., will be inducted into the 2020 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's great. That's amazing. an amazing thing. So what does that mean to you? How do you, how do you feel about that? As a mother, of course, I'm very, very happy about it. I'm elated about it. I'm only sorry he's not here. Yeah. You know, but I'm sure he would be thrilled. And for that reason, I am thrilled myself. Miss Wallace, how does it feel that Biggie is celebrated so much, like even to this day? In Brooklyn, there's murals of Biggie everywhere. Every single restaurant you go into, there's a painting hanging up of uh, Christopher Wallace on the wall. He has his own street and everything. How does that feel for you? Very proud mother. Sad. Sometimes when I see things, it brought tears to my eyes. And I'm going to be honest with you. My son is being acknowledged in so many entities, so many avenues. Mm -hmm. I never knew that my son was that, I'm going to use the word famous. I never knew um, because I'm not a rap model. You know, I don't know anything about rap music. <laughs> I've learned over the years, right. you know, what it is and how to appreciate it. Now I appreciate it because even today I'm trying <sighs> to listen to some of the words what did he say? <laughs> you know, when he spoke of Alize, I thought he was talking about Holloway. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Wallace and Wayne, you know, as a fan, you know, we sit around and we debate in the barbershops when we at the house, we talk about the what if, you know. So I always wonder for the family, how tough were the what ifs? When you ask yourself, what if he was here? What if he did this? How, how tough were the what ifs for the family? I can't tell about the family, but I can I can speak about me. Mm -hmm. But if he was here, maybe I would strangle him. <laughs> 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 Some of his associates, I still want to strangle them. <laughs> but um, you know, there's a lot of what ifs. I, I I know he would be a happy guy, 
I know I would be a, a happy mother because he was a he was a good kid. We fought a lot, you know, but the makeup was so beautiful. There's so much apologies behind it. And he, you know, his explanation, he made me understand what he's trying to do, what he was trying to say. I, I still can't take the profanity. I listened to his music and I said, Jehovah, please help me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so the what ifs, maybe we'll be still fighting, but he would still be my best friend. Yeah. What about you, Wayne? The what ifs for me is more, I think that he would have elevated the culture, um, hip hop in, in general. He just had a way of, of bringing the best mm-hmm. out of people. And I think given the dynamics of where we are from a technology standpoint, because he was so in tune with everything around him and always ahead of the curve that he would have been delving into things that kind of opened himself up to allow himself to be what these guys have become today, like the Jays and the Puffs. Absolutely. I love when I hear people with their really good and fond memories, people who knew Biggie and worked with him. I was just talking to Method Man and he was talking about how he first got introduced to Biggie and how they ended up working together and everything. So what are some of your favorite stories to hear about your son? There's a variety of them. They're always loving ones. And they always spoke about his generosity, his kindness, his patience, and him wanting to help to make everyone better. You know, he wants everyone to have something he wasn't the kind of guy who wants to keep it for himself. And the respect that he had for even the friend, the, their mothers, you know, Miss Wallace, you know, he did this for me. He did, did that for me. Things that I never knew, you know, that, that was very touching. Wayne, do you have any stories you can share in front of Miss Wallace? <laughs> <laughs> any fun stories? <laughs> 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 uh, a lot yeah. of different things that uh, story point wise that you can get into. Um, wow. He's really thinking of a PG story. You trying to think of a PG story? I'm trying to think of something that I could actually, you know what I'm saying? It's like, But most of the stories that I have are generally related to just his humor, right? Um remember being in a dice game with him one day in the hallway of daddy's house. And you know I mean, it was a bunch of brothers up in there, but you know, we're not on the snitch game. So at the end of the day, he lost. And when he lost, he was mad. I mean, oh my goodness, he was so mad. And at the end of the day, he put me up in the corner and said, yo, yo, I need to hold something because I need to come back. Right? So I told him, no, no. What do you mean? No. Ain't I the one paying you? <laughs> I gave him what he needed. Exactly. Right. So I gave it to him. You got a point. You got a point, big. End of story. I gave him what he needed. He did not win. Oh. And then told me that I still got to give him some more money so he can go ahead and eat. Hilarious. Bus. Bus moves. Right? He always had this way of bossing up on you. It's just you know, Big was a very humorous guy, but I, I called him a gentle giant. He had this big heart, took care of everybody, and and never ever wavered. Miss Wallace, even before he became became a rapper, did all the women love him around the neighborhood? Like, did oh, he yeah. always? <laughs> My telephone bill 
what do you call it? It's honeys. Honey's <laughs> honeys. <laughs> so, so many honeys were calling that house. I told him, look, honey, you got to get your own phone. <laughs> I could tell you a story one, one morning. I was in my bedroom and I heard someone. I told this story already. And the person said, well, excuse my language, it's early in the morning. I am not going to be your second bitch. <laughs> then after the, she was gone, I said, come here. I heard the conversation. Second, honey, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she doesn't know she's about the fifth. <laughs> uh, so what do you do after something like that, Ms. Wallace? Do you, do you hand them, because I grew up Jehovah Witness. Yeah. Do, you, do you hand them a watchtower or an awake and say, read this? Oh, it, 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 it's been all over the house. All over the house. I don't have to have it. was there on the sofa. It was on his pillow. It was on the dining room table. It was all over. That's what my mom used to do to me when I used to get in trouble. It would always be a watchtower based on whatever the subject was. That you were in trouble for. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. All right, we have more with Miss Valletta Wallace and Wayne Barrow. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get into a B.I.G. mix. That was a B.I.G. mini mix. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Gee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Miss Valletta Wallace and B.I.G.'s X-Men and B.I.G.'s manager, Wayne Barrow. You know, with, with some some estates, you know, they, they are very fickle when they sign off on music. How are you guys with signing off on music? Do you pretty much say, you know what, we... We allow it, or is it like, no, I got to hear where it's going. I got to hear the song. I got to hear what they're talking about. Like, how do you decide if you're going to sign off or not? Is it something like, you know, Ms. Wallace says, nope, too much profanity. I'm not signing off on that. You know, how, how does it work? Well, it's two ways. <laughs> One, she does say that a lot. Okay. <laughs> but it is hip-hop, and you know what I'm saying? You have to make her understand the business of it. Once you make her understand the business of it, then she's okay. Um, there's nothing that's come out in the last 23 years that has not been approved by Ms. Wallace. So for me, I know what works and what doesn't. I know what she wouldn't want done and what she would want done. So there are a lot of records that came through over the years. And I was like, absolutely not. Either the record was straight whack or the business wasn't right. They was selling something that we knew would be detrimental to the brand. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So for us, it's always about the legacy, and it's always about assuring that we stay true to what he would do. Gotcha. Is it hard to watch, like, the unsolved stories that come on and the series and stuff like that that they've done? To be honest with you, I watched it. Mm -hmm. And um, there's some things that went on I knew about it. I told them I wasn't going to be a part of it, but I watched it, and I'm glad it was out because... 98% of it is a truth. That's one of those things that, that we didn't approve of, as a matter of fact. Oh, wow. It had to be good, but it, the way that they went about it was tacky. They didn't come and, and, and ask for permission. They just put it just out there. It. Um, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day. And I think that was something that was detrimental to the family at that point. Mm -hmm. But it did turn out to be a good show. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it is what it is. How hard is it to heal when, when you see... Uh, big, big everywhere. Like even this weekend with the induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or, you know, the, the, the bio pics that they always do, the documentaries. Like how hard is it to heal when, 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 with all of that? It saddens me every time I see things like that. I mean, I'm going to be watching the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I've seen, you know, clips of it. You know, um, I cried 
when I got the the, the rough cut, especially at the end, I really tears. I was going all over the place. Mm. So every time I see things like that, it it seems like yesterday he was here and I was talking to him. What about you, Wayne? I mean, I, I become numb to it, right? Um, That's not good, though. Well, I mean, when when I say that, I, I've healed, is what I'm saying. Okay. So I become numb to to the nuances of what that represents. I think that the thing that bothers me is the disrespect that comes with it. You got people out here that's promoting parties and, and doing things along those lines, or creating opportunities and campaigns for themselves, but aren't giving back to the foundation. Mm. Never back to the kids. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of detached myself from the emotion so that we can get into the business of it all. And that's when I get on my thing. Does healing mean, um, you know, his, his, his death is something that you accept? Healing for me is not only accepting Charlemagne, healing to me is, is fortifying oneself, mm. right? At the end of the day, we're all born to die. It's about how you live your life that matters. And for me, I live my life upright and on a square surrounded by a circle. Mm-hmm. So as far as I'm concerned, my inner self, I know how to heal Wayne. Mm. And in healing me, I can comfort others. Gotcha. Mm. What about you, Ms. Wallace? Is, is this something that you've accepted his death? It was hard. And because I know death is final, I accept it. But there are little avenues, little crevices and corners of his death that I cannot and I will not accept. What's right is right. What's fair is fair. Murder is wrong. I cannot accept that. I have accepted the fact that his his children are here. I love them dearly. But the fact that he's not here to see them grow into the the woman and the man that they are, it's hard for me to accept what happened to him because they took that away. And that sometimes hurts. Do you ever feel like you get signs that he's still watching over you? Oh, honey, death is final. He's not watching me. One is watching. I know somebody's watching me because if he wasn't watching and guiding me, I wouldn't be here today. Mm. But as far as Christopher is concerned, oh, honey, he's asleep in death. And I'm looking forward, forward to seeing him again in the near future. Right. Have, 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 have either one of you like seen him in a dream or... Had, oh, I've had him many times. Okay. Laughing, <laughs> laughing, 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 his little comedic self, and, you know, quarreling too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've, I've dreamt him many times. What about you, Wayne? I actually speak to him daily. I, um, I speak to my ancestors mm-hmm. a lot. And so doing, I uh, kind of um, embraced him into the family in that way. So he's a part of my daily conversations. When, when, when you think about it, Wayne, because, you know, whenever you see, like, when his birthday comes around, you like, dang, Biggie would have been, you know, late 40s. Like, when you think about it, do you realize how young y'all were? <laughs> you know what's crazy? Yes, I do. 25 years is a long time. So with that said, absolutely, I look at it and I'm like, wow, I can't believe that. I think at that time I was 25. Wow. Did you even understand the magnitude of what y'all was doing back then? Absolutely not. You know how you get that 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 mirror effect where you want to look back at life and see what you would have done different? Mm-hmm. There's nothing that I would have done different 
But knowing what I know now, I understand how much wrong we did because wow. of youth. Right. We were too young <laughs> to be able to really, really embrace and understand what to do with all that we had. That's the most tragic thing about the whole situation. When you think about how young Tupac and Biggie were, and it was just simple, youthful mistakes, not realizing the power of your tongue, not realizing your influence, right. you know? Just just a little bit of age and experience would have would have would have changed changed the perspective of, of either one of them. And you know, another thing too, to that point, Charlemagne, it's, it's crazy because if you think about it, us being young, we had elders. But our elders weren't that much older. Yeah. So one of the things that I think that was always missing for us in our culture is the fact that we didn't have elders on us really, really holding us down. Right. Um, in a, in, a, in a vast way. Yes, you had individual pockets of individuals, but you didn't have a group of them of grown-ass men saying, hey, slow that down, shorty. This is what you need to be doing. Pay attention to this. Think about this. We didn't have that, so we had to learn it on our own. Everything was through experience. Absolutely. Well, we look forward to seeing well, this Saturday on HBO, 8 p.m., the 2020 induction to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and we appreciate you guys for joining us this morning. Thank you so much. Yeah, spread love is the Brooklyn way. Yeah. Indeed, thank indeed. You, Always you, love you. forever. Thank you, thank thank you, you so much. Thank you, Miss Wallace. I win. Miss Wallace, Wallace Wayne Barrow. Thank you so much, guys. All right. Okay. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right, so yesterday was my show Established with Angela Yee. Met the Man was the first guest on Fox Soul. And if you want to see the full episode, it's out today at 3 p.m. on Fox Soul's YouTube channel. But one thing that he did talk about was Mary J. Blige. Who could see Mary J. Blige in a versus battle? How is it being back with Mary? Mary's dope. I don't think there's nothing Mary couldn't do. For me, she's a free spirit. She, she embodies the line between where our people are from and where our people could go. And she's just right there in the middle, you know what I mean? And I love her for that, man. Mary's an institution. This is why she can't do a versus. Anybody worthy enough to even do a versus with her, you know? I got a versus, though. Yeah, I got to agree with Meth. I, I agree with her whole can see Mary. Mary J. Blige is an institution. And yes, she's an unbeatable. She's unbeatable in a versus. We, I've told you that already. We had that discussion. Yes, Mary J. Blige is absolutely unbeatable in a versus. Yeah, he also reflected on making the song All I Need and how he wrote it and everything, which uh, is a really cute and interesting story. That song made people, men, really think you didn't need to buy a ring to be my wife. Well, me that was me and my wife's wedding song. That's the song we did our <laughs> first dance to, All I Need Remix, Messing Man and Mary J. Blige. Um, but who, who he said he got a versus. Who he, who, who he got a versus with? You got to watch it. I think I, I I think Busta Rhymes versus Red and Meth should be should be the versus battle. No, Meth said actually said he wouldn't do a versus. He was talking about one that he wants to see. Oh, I know I spoiled the teaser, but oh, but Busta Rhymes and versus Red and Meth in a versus would be incredible. That'd be dope. All right, now the PlayStation Five will only be available to purchase online when it launches. Just so you know, so for everybody that wants to run out to the store. Don't think you can walk up to Walmart or Best Buy and get a PlayStation 5. So they said this decision was made to keep the staff, the customers, and retailers safe during coronavirus. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And like my, my FedEx guy said, if you were ordering something, order now. Because if you wait to December, you won't get it to the end of January. He said everybody is ordering online, so expect delays. Order now. Buy. Shop now. 
Yeah, I don't know when you're going to be able to order this PlayStation 5, though. I guess it comes out November 12th or November 19th, depending on the region where you live. But I know it was hard to try to pre-order and all of that, so I don't know how that's going to end up going. All right, now, um, Elon Musk, he put out his own brand of tequila. It started off as an April Fool's Day joke, but apparently it is really happening now. So it's a really nice bottle. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but that sold out immediately just uh, right after it went on sale. And the bottles cost $250 and resellers are resellers are already selling them for as much as $1,000. Yeah, I'm, I'm always down to try a new tequila. I'm, I'm a cognac tequila guy, so I'm, I'm always down to try a new tequila. What's the name of it? Tesla. Yeah. Tesla. The disgusting <laughs> name for a tequila. Why you say that, man? Because it's named after a car. It's like gas or something. That's yeah, like yeah that's I'm not, that, I, I wouldn't it. drink nothing named after a car. Would you drink something called Lexus? Hey, let me pour you a shot of Honda. No, I don't want none of that. I don't want to ask. This sounds whack. It might taste good, though. It might, but it's just whack for... Uh, branding is important. I don't think you should name your liquor after your car, too. Everything don't got to be Tesla. <laughs> well, it's uh, Tesla Kila. Tesla. All right, now... The baby has posted again, and as you know, his brother unfortunately committed suicide. He said, death don't faze me at all. Watching my family suffer does. God, watch over my family, my mama, my nieces and nephew, and they mama, my brother. Don't worry about me. Take whatever you was doing for me and pour it onto them. And keep me cool, because God, you know, the world don't. Yeah, it looks like he is going to do some therapy as well. Yes, and everybody needs to invest in their mental wealth. You know, I do therapy. I got therapy today, actually, at 3 o'clock, but I literally was just saying this about the baby yesterday. I'm like, because I saw him when he posted, um, you know, uh, he, 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 he he's good, but he don't like to see his mom and himself. And I'm like, yo, you can't you can't numb that kind of pain. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to deal with it. Like, you can't you can't just act like it, it doesn't exist because eventually it'll all come down on you. Whatever you try to suppress will eventually all come down on you. I promise you. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, well, shout to Revolt. We'll see you on Monday. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Get your request in. You know we throw it back on a Friday. Uh, let's I take an HBCU you feeling, all right? It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. It's DJ Envy, and for 55 years, the General Insurance has been giving people affordable auto insurance with excellent customer service. Get custom coverage that's right for you and immediate proof of insurance. Call them at 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, um, shout out to Buster Rhymes for joining us this morning. Buster Bus. Buster Bus. And I'm telling you, man, the best verses would be Buster, a, a great verses would be Buster Rhymes versus Red and Meth. I heard Buster say he want to battle two people. They got like the same type of energy level. They from like the same era. You know what I mean? Real '90s New York hip hop. That would be a great verse. I think that'd be dope. I think Buster Rhymes dope. versus Red and Meth. Yep, and also we got a shout out to uh, Valletta, Miss Valletta Wallace, Biggie's mom, and Biggie's manager Wayne Barrows for stopping through and checking in. And Biggie will be inducted yes. into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame tomorrow. Um, I really don't know why hip hop doesn't have a Hall of Fame. Hip hop is the biggest culture, the biggest genre of music. There, there's nothing that trans transcends so many different races and and, and, and countries like hip hop. Everything from fashion to slang. Yep. To music, I don't know why hip hop doesn't have its own Hall of Fame, but Biggie's getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame tomorrow. So salute to that brother. All right, and his family. Yep. All right. When we come back, we got the positive notice. The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club again. Shout out to everybody that's uh, gotten tickets for my car show. It's happening November twenty eighth, and. Uh, 
If you want to put your car into the car show, you can always uh, email me, djmvcarshow at gmail.com. We're looking for cars, actually. We got the exotic cars down. We got the uh, 90s-era cars down. And now we just need regular people's cars that just put money and blood and sweat and energy into your car. We need those type of cars, all right? So, uh, you you made me feel bad the other day about my car. I didn't make you feel bad. I actually put oil in my car finally yesterday, so it's a relief now. I feel like I can drive it again because it was like, pull over now. You cannot drive this anymore until you put some oil in. Well, maybe you just need but to at least sl- my car tells me. Just need to slow down when you hit the speed bumps. That's what you need to do. Just slow slow down a little bit. Got places to go. Oh, boy. All right. Well, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Well, yeah. First of all, I want to thank everybody, man, um, for their support of the Black Effect Podcast Network. You know, I was just... You know, looking at some of the, the, the numbers yesterday and the charts, man, salute to everybody for, you know, supporting Ebony K. Williams holding court podcast and Tesla Figueroa's Straight Shot No Chaser and, and Nina Turner, Hello Somebody, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, All the Smoke, Steve Steve Smith Sr., Cut To It. Those are the podcasts that are available right now from the Black Effect Podcast Network. And I genuinely thank everybody for their support, man. So, you know, go subscribe wherever you, you know, listen to podcasts. And you can just go to the iHeartRadio app and type in Black Effect and everything under the Black Effect umbrella. All all my partners will will come up, okay? So the positive note is simply this, man. God never wastes anything, all right? Every part of your life has purpose. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?